Yes, we go higher and higher and higher. Oh, thank you, my Father, for changing our lives. The minute we met you, we changed. Oh, we completely changed. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that you came to live in us. No sickness can be in our bodies. No disease. Nothing. We are blessed beyond because we're your children. We thank you, Father, that the minute we understand the powerful message that you teach, the gospel of God, we understand it fully. We receive it. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, in advance to what you're going to teach us tonight. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in this place. Oh, Father, this is where the sick come to get healed. The lost come to get delivered and set free. And I thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you, my Father. Oh, hallelujah. And I've been praying all day for the Holy Ghost to show up, and he already has. Send the sick to us, you know. This is the place where healing rivers flow. The power of love, church. Thank you, my Father. Well, welcome back, Bible students. You know I love to teach, right? <laughs> oh, tonight is part seven. Part seven. Can mention that part seven of, of the, the, key, the how to manifest in abundance the kingdom way. You know, a lot of people you know God is an abundant God. But if we don't understand, we don't know how to put it to action. And if you're a Christian, you shouldn't always be defeated, broke. You should be blessed. And the, and the people, the Christians that say they're the Christians, but they don't have anything to prove, is because they don't understand, you know. And Mark chapter 4 is one of the main chapters where, where Jesus tells us how to manifest in abundance. And, it, and, and you can't read just Mark chapter 4, 41 verses in one time and think you got it. We've been, we've been now, uh, what is it, five weeks, six weeks on Mark chapter 4, and we only have gotten to, I think, verse 23. You know, there's 41 verses. So five weeks, a couple hours or an hour and a half at least of Bible teaching in Mark chapter 4, and we have only gotten halfway. And I thought it was in, and all of a sudden I keep studying some more, and boy, it adds up. Today's part 7. And I thought that was going to be it, and I found out that, no, there's going to be a part 8, you know. And it gets better and better every time, you know. I mean, I've been learning myself again, and I taught this years ago. Actually, John Austin taught this to me 25 years ago, and I taught it about 10 years ago, I think, or eight or nine years ago, and, and now on this teaching, is things are beginning to be revealed to me more. Hallelujah. Pay attention tonight and take notes. And if you hadn't heard the, the previous lessons, we're on, you, you can go back and watch it on YouTube or live. We are on live, uh, I mean, uh, recording, right? They're recorded, so you can go back and watch them and catch up, take notes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we have covered Mark chapter 4, verses 1 to 26. So tonight, let's start with verse 26 to 29. Thank you, my Father. Because I know, uh, I know not everyone was here, so I'll back up uh, to read Mark chapter 4, 23. In Mark chapter 4, 23, uh, in the King James. Any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And we found out that the word hear, the, uh, the translation of that word is understand. So any, any man has ears to understand. Let him understand. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear or what you understand. Everybody say understand. See, some people leave the church or leave it tonight and they didn't understand. And telling people what they heard and they didn't understand, they're confused. So you need to understand. So take heed what you understand. Before you tell anybody, make sure you understand fully what you heard. So... Why? Here's the key. Are you ready? Because what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you uh, again. Now, what, what, means, what measure you understand, it shall be measured to you. So that's why not every Christian is equal when they receive from God, because one, one understood more than the other. 
So therefore, whatever measure that person understood, that's how much he's going to receive. That's key right there, you know. The people that don't get saved, that leave the church and don't accept Jesus and don't accept the word, they they go home and tell their wives or their husbands, I didn't understand a thing he said. But they don't want to come back. And you're going to find out from learning this, what Jesus is going to tell you, that's, that's really bad if you do that, you know. You turn your back on God, what he does, he not only is not going to give you something, he's going to take what you have and give it to someone else. That's heavy, okay? So, for the, for, for uh, where, where, verse, uh, where are we now? With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. So that, that word again is understand. So And to those that, that understand, more will be given. That's why, you know, I always, I always teach, John Olsen taught me this, but I always repeat it after he taught me. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Why? Because your understanding is going to increase. And it says here, what you, uh, you know, what measure you understand, that here, that should be more given. And so Wednesday night you get something, Sunday morning you get more, Sunday night you get more. Are you understanding? For he that had to him shall be given, and to he that has not from him shall be taken even that which he has. Wow. That's heavy, right? Hmm. Okay, next verse. Twenty-seven. Verse 27, okay. And should, well, did we miss 26? Okay, let's go to 26. <laughs> uh, and he says, oh, yeah, so the kingdom of God, now we're kingdom citizens. Say I'm a kingdom citizen. If you receive Jesus as your Lord, you become a kingdom citizen. And from that day, you start operating under kingdom laws, not the world's laws, but the kingdom laws. Pastor Sandy's message for Sunday night was so powerful about, about not to, you know, conform to this world, the world system, you know. And, 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 but we should conform to the kingdom system. So he says, so the kingdom of God is if a man should cast seed into the ground. And we covered that back in the first verses of Mark chapter 4, what that meant, okay. So I don't think I have to do that again. Now, 27. And should sleep and rise night and day, and, and the seed should bring and grow, he knows not how. Hmm. Wow. That's powerful right there. You know? And, and seed is your words. Seed is your money. Seed is anything that's a, that, that God calls a seed. It's a seed. And it's going to grow by you going to sleep, wake up, going to sleep, wake up. Then God brings the seed. To manifest itself. You can't do anything about it by worrying. Now, who, hallelujah. Pay, pay, pay close attention to this because this is a seed. This, the seed soars the word. Now, let's go to Luke 8, 22 to 25. And, and the Amplified. Luke 8, 22. And the Amplified. One of those days, he and his disciples got into the boat, and he said to them, let us go across the other side of the lake. So they put out to sea. Now, he sowed seed. Because every word out of God's, word, uh, God's mouth, the word of God, is a seed. So he sowed seed by saying, let us go to the other side. But as they were sailing, he fell off to sleep because he said, you sow the seed and you go to sleep and wake up. So Jesus is showing us how we're supposed to act. I'm believing God for some big things right now. And he had, about a month ago, I don't know, several weeks ago, he said, he asked me, do you really believe? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, then go to sleep. And I took my pillow and went to sleep. And in the morning, you know, things even look better. You know, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't worry. I didn't. No, I went to sleep because the seed, the seed has been sown, and he brings the results. The farmer 
doesn't make the seed grow. He just buries it, and then he goes to sleep. And then one day, the little thing comes out of the ground. That's the same way as the face. So he went to sleep. As they were selling, he fell off to sleep. And then a wind came, you know, and, 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 and swept down on the lake, and the boat was, uh, was filling with water, and they were in great danger. Next. And the disciples came and woke him up, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. That's their seed. See? Coming out of their mouth. And, and um, so he was thoroughly awakened, uh, censured and, and, and blamed uh, and rebuked. He rebuked the, the wind and, and, uh, and the raging waves. And, and it caused them, uh, it came to a calm. Now 25 says, and he said to them, why are you so fearful? See, he says to you, why are you worrying about what you just laid down? Why are you worried about what you, I did not tell you to just, you know, we lay hands on the sick, you're healed. Didn't the, didn't the seed said you were healed in Jesus' name? Why you go home and worry about it and instead go take aspirin or whatever? Why don't you just go to sleep and wake up? That's understanding. Now, ooh, when is your faith, you know? Where is your faith? Trust your confidence in me, and, and where is the confidence in me? Whoa. And my integrity. So you're questioning God. See, this is, a, this is a situation. He's to give you a sample. It happens to us every day as Christians. We believe God, we talk to him, and then we, and then we lose confidence in him. By going and, 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 and don't you care, everything's going down, and, you know, it's, it's not getting any better. Well, he didn't tell you to worry. He told you to go to sleep. Hmm. And they marvel, saying one to another, who then is this that, that commands even the winds for us? You know, and people marvel at you, they're fanatic Christians. The fanatic Christians, y'all are learning, and y'all are changing. They look at you, and they marvel. Don't you think they don't? They marvel. They, they know when you were on drugs. They know, they know uh, you know, Gabriel, when he came to church with drugs in his socks. <laughs> they know your friends know what you were doing with them, and they know what you're doing now. They marvel at you. How did he change? By faith. God spoke the word, and, I, and he told me to go to sleep, and here I am. Hmm. Hallelujah. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, the blade, then the ear, and then the full corner of the ear. Remember the farmer. That's why Jesus started Mark chapter 4 by saying there was a farmer that sowed seed. The farmer sows the seed. Because the kingdom of God works under the same rules as a farmer that sows the seed. Our miracle starts with the minute we ask for it, but it hasn't manifested yet. Our, our life changes the minute we, we receive Jesus, but he said that he would build you one brick at a time, and this is the, this is the house, that, the, the home that houses God in it, and, and the temple is built one, one brick at a time. So you don't you know, worry about it. It's going to be completed in God's time. And in God's time, that's when the whole temple is there and you're protected, and that's when you start saying thank you, Jesus, when you never used to say that. When people hear you, you're walking down the hall, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. People never heard you say that. I still haven't heard some people be here a couple of years say that. But I see some that, 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 you know, that that's all they say, thank you, Jesus. Because the temple is completely sealed and you are in there. And you finally know, once you get the Holy Ghost, man, I don't know about you, but I feel him about every, every few minutes. I'm driving, and I feel like Holy Ghost all over me. And I have to say, thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus gave us several examples on how the kingdom of God works. He used words like, <laughs> hallelujah. He said, he, I am like this. He used words like that. I'm like this. So you, you take notes. Oh, he, he was like that. So that's how I'm going to be. Or my system works like this. So we take notes. Oh, this is his system. We're to understand how to operate under the kingdom of God's system. Are you with me? So let's concentrate on verse 25. And tell me, 
that you're ready to understand. Are you ready? See, God's desire is to bless you abundantly. God is an abundant God. And when I said how to manifest an abundant, the kingdom principle, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about uh, food, healing, clothing, everything in abundance. Not just live paycheck to paycheck, but have an abundance so you can, when any problem arises, you can afford to get out of it or pay for it or whatever. And you'll never use words like, I can't afford it. Or I'm trying to find the cheapest way. Not if you're a son of God, you know. Hallelujah. So let's concentrate on verse 25, you know. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that has not from him shall be taken even that which he has. Tell me you understand that. For him that hath the information and understands the kingdom principles, more will be given to you. I've been serving God since 1973. And more has been given to me in the last six months than several years ago. It didn't stop. More, I'm talking about more information, more God information, more revelation. It never stops. It just grows. I don't know who he took it from to give it to me. I hope it wasn't, wasn't nobody I know, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell me you understand. Okay, Jesus simply saying that he will give the possessions of those who don't understand the kingdom of God, which are the wicked. See, he talks about the wicked. What's laid out for the wicked will be you. Well, a lot of us don't want to use the word wicked. But before you get saved, before you accept Jesus Christ to come inside you, you are wicked. We call it lost. You're lost. Tell the truth. Were you not wicked? <laughs> you were wicked. So when he talks about the wicked, that was the one that hadn't received Jesus. Because y'all, y'all, y'all might have looked clean and smiled and everything, but you did wicked things and nobody was looking. And you definitely thought wicked thoughts. So you were the wicked, but when you gave Jesus your heart, and, and then you became the righteousness of God. Holiness and the wicked can't understand you. They think, man, that's a that's a, a, a fanatic, you know. You know, no, you know, we're just we're we're just on the way to heaven, man. We just got the power of God in us, you know. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hmm. To those, so he said, to those who understand, or those who are righteous, say, I am righteous, in His sight. It's just a repeat of Proverbs 13, 22. See, everything just repeats itself. You can research and find it somewhere else to confirm that you're right, that what you're reading is correct. Proverbs 13, 22 in the King James, the wealth of the sinner, which is the wicked. We were sinners before, right? So the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Are you just? Yes, because you've been justified. When you, I, I've, I've taught that. I'm, I'm just repeating a lot of things that I've taught in the past. When you come up here and you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, he justifies you. He gives you a clean ticket. Like you went to the judge and they, they find you innocent even though you were guilty. I mean, you, you, you went on a murder rap, but yet the judge says, uh, you, you can go. We don't have any proof, so you're, you're clean. And you leave like you never committed murder. Well, that's what you did here. You were justified. So we're the just. Say, I'm the just. Hmm. Jesus justified us. Are you listening? When we understand Mark chapter 4, verse 23 to 25, this becomes so clear. Jesus is simply telling us where God is temporarily storing your abundance. Your abundance is here on this earth, and God has it stored up for you. The question, where is your abundance? Anybody? Do anybody know? Where? Where is your abundance? Where is it? No. 
It's not in Jesus. It's here on this earth. Where is your abundance being stored while you, he, while, while you get it? He wants to give us all. But right now, you know where it is? He just told you. That's why you have to understand this. It's in the hands of the wicked. It's in the hands of the lost. Now you understand? You just have to get it. Now you have to find out how will I get it from the wicked. Well, I'm going to tell you in a minute. They have it stacked up together, resting, awaiting. There's money out there. I, I just put a, a Christmas card for sale, though Jeff did, and somebody at where he works say, now, we didn't tell him how much we wanted. He just said, I'll give you $6,000 for it. Uh, you know, the blue book price is probably a lot less, but, but I said, well, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> I told Jeff, we'll take it. Well, I, the man probably is a Christian, I don't know, but he, but he couldn't, even if he was uh, a loss, I would still, I'll take 6000 from the loss. He has it saved up. He got it. We'll give it. So I took 6000 cash today to the bank and deposited yeah. I mean, that, just as, this is just an example. The wicked has the money. They have the money. They store it up for you. You got to find a way to, you know, connect to it. They have it stacked up. It says, uh, read, uh, you know, the, when, when, till the end when God will, will redistribute it to his children. I know that some, it's hard to understand that. But as you get to know Jesus, you know, and his word more, then suddenly it comes to you. I'm just giving you an example. I went to put a radio, before I sold the car, the radio didn't work. So I went to, uh, JJ, uh, JJ told me a, a place where, uh, where is JJ? He was here a while ago. Oh, he said, he's hiding. Anyway, uh, <laughs> He told me of a place in Little York where they said they do, you know, all kind of stuff, radios, you know, amplifiers, they tint glass. And, uh, and, and you know, all I saw there were ghetto boys, you know. And, 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 and I, I sit there and all I heard was ghetto talk and, and amplifier talk and mics and all that, you know. And I was sitting there, you know, they were everybody, you know, shorts, tattooed, you know, big guys. And... Uh, you know, but but it went. It, it, things were expensive. Uh, Five thousand, four thousand, three thousand. You know, the, I just got to hear all these numbers. You know, and then I had um, Melanie and, and Cisco come pick me up because I had to leave the car there, and uh, and take me home. And they were at at, uh, at JJ's pl uh, garage, and and Melanie, you know, uh, comes and tells me like, man. Then, and I, I haven't been around the laws for so long. All you hear is this and that, and and it, it's, you know they're all like, but basically they're all wicked in there, you know. And and I said and I said, yeah, same here, you know. <laughs> but but guess who they're giving their money to? I mean, that's where the wealth. Jay, come up here, man. A testimony, you know. I, I I told him that I was that you know what what was said, and I said, man, we. You, See, when Christians make a mistake, they open a business and they want to put a Christian name on it. And they want only the sisters can chop. Only the Christians can chop. Well, that's not where the wicked, that's not where the money is. The money is where the wicked, you got to open it for the wicked can bring the money they just stored up to you. In the old days, the Jewish people owned all the grocery stores, all the wine gardens and, and, and jewelry stores and everything else. And we were the wicked, we were the lost, and we just go give them all our money. And we, then we complain, Jews, Jews. All they want is our money. No, God, they, they were the children of God. He told them that, that the, the, the wealth of the wicked was laid out for, the, for, 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 this, for his children. But they lost that right when they rebuked Jesus. But we're supposed to take over that right. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's an honor to be up here. Uh, he, he's got no clue what I'm about to say because... He don't know anything, but this is all uh, godly appointed. Pastor G knows, but uh, Pastor Jesse, he, we were just in the hallway, and, and, and they were saying that, like, kind of like, don't hang out with the wicked. And my only comment was, like, where, where do you think my money comes from? From the wicked. It don't come from you, brothers and sisters. Y'all get a discount. <laughs> it comes from the wicked. The wicked pay full price, you know? So Pastor Jesse's like, yeah, that's right. You're going to testify on Wednesday. I'm like, okay. 
So uh, three months ago, God called me to open my own business, my own shop. Since 2001, I've been working on cars, but I've always been working for somebody else. I've been working for a shop, which I'm grateful for. I'm still great friends with them. Uh, they were my masters, my teachers. I owe what I know to them. Uh, and then I moved on to other places, and last place was uh, a big dealership up there in Humble. So um, it was one big step of faith because I, I didn't have anything. I didn't have no equipment. I had my tools in my toolbox, but I had no equipment. And as far as I, I thought, I didn't have any customers, right? So uh, it was just a big step where, where I came to kind of like crossroads, and I say, God, what do I do? And, and God gave me confirmation three different times. And in one of those, he told me, whatever road, whatever path you take, I will prosper you. So I said, okay, let's do this. So um, uh, I quit my old job. I started my own, my own business. The, the following day, I had like seven cars. I don't even know where they come from, but seven cars just waiting outside. I didn't have no shop. I didn't have no, no nothing, nothing. I had nothing, and, and I already had cars to, that needed to be worked on. Uh, from the very beginning, I, I, I experienced God's favor. And in fact... Um, yesterday, I had a customer drive all the way from here, from Spring. Somebody recommended them that whoever recommended that somebody else recommended him, and I don't know who that is. But I've experienced that out of nowhere. Uh, oh, actually, this guy, he came all the way from Channel View, about 45 minutes from where my shop is, and he says that somebody recommended me, but he couldn't find it the first time, so he came about like two days later, and, and something told him to stop right here at my shop. So just, just kind of like a side note, any, anybody that sets food, and my wife is a witness, uh, Sister Theodosia was at my house the other day, and she's a witness as well. Anybody that sets food on my property, they're getting Jesus. I, you think I work on cars, but I'm a soul mechanic. I mean, I'm here to share Jesus with them. I'm here to fix their lives like the way God has fixed my life through Jesus Christ. So, so if you think that God doesn't see value in, in, in you putting your time and investing your time in souls, you better realign yourself because that's what really matters to God. And if you take care of his business, he'll take care of your business. So I'll close that side note real quick, right? Uh, so uh, from the very beginning, you know, people giving me equipment, people giving me fans, people giving me tools, whatever. Like, it was just, like, overflowing. Uh, and, it, and it was like that um, until uh, recently I went through like a, like a rough patch, you know, extremely hard. Um, something happened in our family. We, lo we lost somebody who we really loved. And at that very moment, I didn't have a dime on me. I mean, all my bills were paid. The pantry was full. The fridge was full. But I didn't have a dime, like extra. And that's when I realized, like, you know, this whole time I've been seeing God in, 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 a, in a miniature way, like in a human way, you know, like in my own effort, my own strength kind of way, but I haven't seen God in my business in a God-sized way, right? So uh, I, just, I just took some time to slow things down. I stopped what I was doing. I said, yeah, I know God didn't fail because he never failed. He's faithful. So what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing that I need to change? So I sat down with, with uh, a couple of uh, wise people. You know, they're, they're, they've been in the ministry for years, and they just happened to come over to the house. And the, and the subject came abroad, and and I brought it up to them, and God used them to show me that it was just some things that I needed to realign in my finances. He's, and, and, and God really used them, and since then, we made those changes, and, and things started to turn around. Uh, and then uh, evangelism week came around, right? And uh, Brother Ram right here, he, I mean, him and I, we don't talk much, nothing personal, right? But, like, he's just, he's just that kind of guy. Like, he's very focused, and he's there to do what he's about to do. But I remember, uh, I think it was either Tuesday or, or, or Thursday. Uh, I, I'm always a, a farmer. He, 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 that's why he said, man, you're a farmer, huh? Because I'm always planting seeds, like even at the outreaches. And this is for not, 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 not y'all business, right? But I'm testifying about it. And, and, and uh, whenever there was a grand prize, I would put money towards that, and he would see that. So one day he approaches me, and this was totally God, because he had no clue what I was going through, right? And he says, brother. You're a farmer, huh? See, man, I see you always planting seed. He says, but you got to tell God where you want him to show off at. I hadn't done that. I hadn't done that. And, and the light went off, and I said, you know what? So the next day, I'm like, God, this is where I need you right here in my shop. Show off. The following day, somebody tells me, hey, I want to I wanna, I wanna sow a seed into your business. Boom, I'm like, and, and then like three hours later, it hit me like, wait, I just told you, God. It's like, so I broke down, right? So, 
so fast forward to to uh to last Thursday, uh I get a phone call. Somebody I hadn't talked to in years. Hey man, you out the shop? I said, I said, I didn't know you opened the shop, your own shop. I said, Yeah, I did. He said, I want to go by and check it out. I said, Well, come on. So he comes by, long story short, he says, Look, I'm only here for one reason. He says, I've be, I've been hiding a seed for a long time. And I already went to two different people, and they didn't care for it. They didn't want it. So immediately when I heard you open your new shop, I say, that's his seed. That's why it wasn't for them. It was for seed. He pulls out a wad of money about this thing, $20,000, boom, on the table. He's like, this is not an investment. This is not anything else. This is a seed. I knew I was hiding it, but I don't want to hide it and be a bad servant. I want to put it in a place where I know it's going to prosper, and I know you're good ground. So God, come on, give it to Jesus. So God never fails. God is faithful. But he starts you off little, right? And, and then even when we go through, through those trials and tests, when we start scratching our heads, like, man, what's going on? Even God is just waiting for your response. And, and, and even if you do, what you're not supposed to or, or think what you're not supposed to he knows but what he's looking at is your heart so all that money that's out there the pastor the pastor jesse's talking about all that money that's out there that we don't have doesn't mean it's not ours it's just we gotta know how to pull it right what he, uh, now i don't want to take the mic but what you just said i've got to clarify it's you understand and grew see that's the whole teaching that's what jesus said as you under, you have ears to hear but you're not doing it you're not understanding me once he understood that, that that's how the money's going to come, then he opened the shop. He understood. Now he's understanding where the money's coming from. See, now God is rewarding him for obedience and for understanding that I want to manifest an abundance in your life. See, and now we understand the system, the system of not the world, the system of the kingdom principles. And, and, and he's going to be, become very rich. And, 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 and using the word rich is not a, a bad thing, but the world thinks, oh, no, oh, they, they use the word rich in church. No, you know, I mean, I serve a man of God that for years that used to say, you know, you have, say this, Jesse, you got plenty of money in the bank. You own your home. You got, a, you, you know, you own your cars. You own nobody. You got, he used to talk about money all the time. Yes, he's one of the greatest preachers that ever lived, you know. But the world always, like, you know, the, the devil just programs him to think Christians should be broke. And pastors should drive, you know, jalopies, you know. You know. <laughs> anyway, thank you. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. So understand. Understand that God wants you to prosper. But now you get ideas that, you know, if you open a business, man, let the wicked come. That's where the money's at. You know, you just do your thing, and, you know, you, they don't convert you. You convert them. But they go in there to buy something, you know. I mean, I, I paid $1,000 for a radio, you know. I don't know if that business owner is a Christian or not, but, you know, and I'm not wicked. But, but uh, you know, if that's a <laughs> – but, but that's a that, – I saw, man, they make, they're making big bucks, you know. And you got a business like that, you know. I mean – Thousands of people, they, those boom things, the big boom things that they don't know they, they, they cost money. And somebody, they, they were buying them, you know? I mean, so, so the wealth of the wicked, don't forget, is slave. So where's your money? The wicked has it right now. Come on. Man. So let's read James 5, 1 to 3. James 5, 1 to 3. In the King James. Go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is, ca is cankered and the rust on them shall be a witness against you. And you shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasures together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, uh, which, is, uh, which is of you, kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped or entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Uh, 
you have lived in pleasure on earth and been wanton. You have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. Man. Hallelujah. So my goal for this lesson is that you will believe God's word and understand. Everybody say understand. That he wants to give you and me the wealth that the wicked possessed. See? He just said what the wicked, man. That's what you were doing it. So he wants to give you their wealth. I'll, I'll take as much from, from that you understand. And what they don't understand, they rebuke. They didn't, they didn't want to accept Jesus, so I'll take what they have and give it to you. Who remembers reading Matthew 6.33? Matthew 6.33 very simply said, you seek first. Everybody say first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. All what things? No? Matthew 6.32 says, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of them. So what are they? Well, here's the answer. Money, food, clothes, cars, houses. <laughs> Why is this important information, you say? Because we have millions of religious people. Religious people. I didn't say born-again believers. Just religious. They go to church. That say things like, I don't believe in prosperity message. We have millions of, of religious people that say that. I don't believe in the prosperity message. Matter of fact, when they hear one, they I, I don't want to go back because all they talk about money. No, we're talking about an abundance of everything. An abundance of godliness. Those words are words of doom. When you hear somebody say that, get away from them. Dooms and gloom to you. The true believer. The true believer believes in prosperity message. We need to believe and understand what God tells us in Proverbs 1 and on Proverbs 10.22. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Now, here's a question. When, when you read it and there's some people sitting here that might not be saved. Did he say rich? You know, they, they got, they got their, their feathers ruffled. They asked him, why did he say rich? The lost hate that word coming from a Christian's mouth. Oh, it's okay for them to talk about rich, but don't let a, a born-again believer say rich. Oh, they, they'll, they'll crucify you. Oh, he's, they're talking about rich. Yeah, but they go to work for free. Jesus said, hear this and understand. Are you, are you really listening? Are you ready to understand? Our God wants to bless you. He wants to make you rich. Hallelujah. Act like you believe God. I'm telling you, if you do what God tells you to do, you will get there. I mean, we had Christian testify last week because I like testimonies. He'd been with me for 12 years, 14 years, I don't know how many years, and he started broke. And now he pays, I don't know how many employees. So this works. We have him sitting right here in the church. Jesus said, hear this and understand. Our God wants to bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I want to bring riches to you in such a way that you will have no sorrow. I mean, you got plenty of money in the bank, everything's paid for, and you're happy. You don't have any sorrow. Hmm. If, repeat the word because I said if. There's always an if to it. It's not just boom, okay, I got it. No, if. You understand. So if you understand this verse, it becomes possible for you to receive those riches. Hmm. However, everybody say however. That's another word that's used. However or if. 
for whatever you for whatever reason, okay, listen to this, very important. For whatever reason, maybe by mistake, you understand that God wants you to be poor. For whatever reason you think, no, I think God wants me to be poor and humble. Then you can't receive the wealth from him. Because you understand the opposite of what he believes in. And that goes to healing and everything. We have to fully understand. If some people don't believe in healing, I don't believe in healing, well, then you're not going to receive healing. And then some people say, man, I believe and understand that when they laid hands on me, I'm going to be healed. Then, then you're going to be healed. You got to really understand Romans 8.32. In the King James, Romans 8.32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That's the word of God. If he was willing to give up his son for you, don't you think that he's willing to give you everything else? Think about it. Meditate on it. He's willing to give up his son for you. Oh, but he's not willing to give you riches or abundance or whatever you've been asking for. That's baloney. He didn't give you the best. Understand and know this. God gave it all to us when he gave up his son, Jesus. He gave up his son, Jesus, for us. He gave it all. He didn't, he didn't leave nothing back. Take a moment and let that thought soak in you. Start to understand. If he has already given his most precious possession for you and for me, why would he now refuse to give you the things that you need? Don't make sense, right? So now you jump from un not understanding to understanding, and it becomes a, a different ballgame. Man, if just, you just keep repeating that to yourself. If, if Jesus, if he gave his son, that means he will give me everything else. What, what limits you from getting more? You know the answer? What always limits your ability to receive from God is this. Are you ready? Turn to John 8.32. Hmm. Jesus said this, but really what limits you, and let me tell you really what limits you before I read the scripture. You must reprogram your brain because your brain has been programmed by the system of this world. And part of the system of this world means that, that there is no God, you know, that they're just playing church. They're negative about everything we believe in. So you've been programmed that way. So now you got to cast down all those things and reprogram your, your brain with the word of God. you got to see yourself rich. That's why John Austin told me, say this, I have plenty of money in the bank. I didn't have any. My house is paid for. I didn't even have a house. Why am I saying all this? Because he told me I had to see myself there. And today my house is paid for. I have plenty of money in the bank. Everything he told me, I have it. But it, didn't, it, it came over time because I had to reprogram my mind to see myself there before I had it. That's the system of, this, of, of God. That's the, that's, you, you see yourself, you call the things that be not as though they are. That's the seed. And then you go to sleep. Wake up, go to sleep. Wake up. And all of a sudden, things start to happen. And Like, like JJ said, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what happened. Well, because you were asleep and woke up, go to sleep, you planted seed, and now it's coming up. You, you just enjoy life, you know, and wait till it happens. So in John 8, 32, Jesus said this, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Are you listening? The truth that you know. See? <laughs> you should know the truth. You can't be free just because somebody told you the truth that you know will make you free. There might be a hundred people here, but everybody doesn't know the whole truth. But there's somebody here that knows the truth. That person is free. The other person was told about the truth, and they still don't, they're still not convinced. See? So once you know the truth, then you, the, the truth sets you free. Hmm. 
Are you listening? That say the truth that I know. Okay, so it, so it isn't the truth that sets you free. It's the truth that you understand that sets you free. Now pay close attention to this statement. The reason that you see some Christians slowly changing their lives and slowly improving their lifestyles and their income increasing every year is this. They continually are increasing their understanding of the Word of God. So their ability to receive from God is continually increasing. We increase every day. We, not, we don't stop. We don't say, well, I went to church a, a year later. I have it all. Now I'm going to stay home. Yeah. Because I told you already that after being in church for I don't know how many years, you know, okay to count them again, but uh, I've just getting the, I was talking to Pastor Sandy t- t- tonight when I, got, when I got here. I got some new revelation today. Just this morning when I was studying, man, it's coming. This, this that I'm teaching you now is, is, is becoming clearer and clearer about the wealth of the wicked. Where is that? So the ability to receive from God continuously increases. Who's getting it? That's why John Austin taught, you know, to attend church at least Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And he said, for one year. That's what he told me. Make this commitment, Jesse. Come here, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, for one year. And I was there for 20-something years. Because after one year, you ain't going to leave. Man, you, you, you constantly understand, I want to be like him. Then your life will never be the same, and my life's never the same. I saw on Facebook today a picture of John Austin Old and Dodie, I mean, years ago. And people were writing comments on it. One of the comments was, my life has never been the same. That's exactly what, what, I, what I'm talking about. Your life will never be the same. And he only told me one year, and I said, okay, I'll come for one year, man. He knows what he was doing. If you do it for one year, you ain't leaving. <laughs> Turn to First Kings 3, 5 and 14. First Kings. First Kings 3. 5 to 14, in the King James. And Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give you. Solomon said, you have showed unto my servant David, my father, great mercy, according as, as he walked before you in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness and in heart of uh, and in your heart of you, and you, and you has kept for him the great kindness. You showed a great kindness that, that you has given him a son to sit on the throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, you has made your servant king instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or how to come in. And the servant is in the midst of the people which you has cho- chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered or counted for a multitude. Give, therefore, your servant an understanding heart. Everybody say understanding. That's what he asked for. That's what you should ask for when you pray. To judge your people that they may discern between good and bad and who is able to judge in your so great of a people. And the speech pleased the Lord. Everybody say, please the Lord. That Solomon had asked this thing. See, there are things that please the Lord. And your job, if you want to learn how to move the hand of God, is to find out what pleases the Lord. You know, when, you, when you're going to meet somebody and you want to impress them and you ask their best friend or somebody, their wife, husband, hey, what do they like? What, what, what pleases them? Because they want to please him. Well, you've got to find out from the word of God what pleases God. One of the things that pleased God was the speech, words, words of humbleness. That pleased the Lord. And another thing that pleases God, we've read it over and over, faith moves God. When you go to sleep and wake up, you're showing God that you trust him. And that's a sign that you have faith. 
when you when you bring your tithes and offerings to the altar, you're showing God that you trust Him, and that's a sign of faith. See, there are signs of faith that He is moved by faith. If you stay awake all night, tortured about your problems, that shows the Lord you don't trust Him. And then if you pray, pray in humbleness like this. He didn't ask for money. He asked for understanding. You can ask for understanding. So, so your words please God. Are you learning something? And God said unto him, what's the name? Uh, we are now in the next one. And God said unto him, because you has asked this and has not asked for yourself for long life or had not asked for riches for yourself nor had asked for the life of, of, of your enemies, but has asked for understanding. That's the whole teaching here. Ask God for understanding of his word. And God's uh, next, next verse. Behold, he said, I have done according to your words. I have given you wise and understanding heart. So now, so that, so there was none like you before you. Neither after you shall else anybody be like you. And I have also given you first which you has not asked. Do you hear that? You don't have to ask God for everything. He knows what you want and what you need. Both riches and honor. They're here. He made them rich. So that you shall be among the kings like unto, unto you all your days. Hmm. Boom. <laughs> Boom. He got riches and everything, you know, just because he was humble enough to ask for understanding. Wow. 14. Do we have another 15? Let's see. Or that was it, 14? So find out what God wants. Wow. Verse 15 said, and Solomon awoke, and behold, hey, so Solomon went to sleep. How about that? See? He, he asked, he prayed, he went to sleep. He sowed the seed, and the seed came out while he was asleep. And behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem, and he stood before uh, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and 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 peace offerings, and made a feast of all his servants. Hmm. So the first thing that we do when we wake up, we go give God an offering. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So another key is he gave. He gave an offering. See, the revelation that I got from the word of God, man, this is revelation. Can you say, Wow. It's priceless. The things that opened the heavens, the heavens over Solomon was the understanding that he received from God. So let's see what, what, what other thing God tells us about understanding. Proverbs 28, 5 in NIV. Evildoers do not understand what is right. But those who seek the Lord understand fully. So when we're lost, we're evil. We don't understand anything. We even go to church. Some of us, some guys here can tell you they were here six months before they even that came in. They were here, but they weren't here. And some of them use the words, I was there, but I wasn't there. Evildoers do not understand what is right. But those who seek the Lord understand fully. Daniel 12.10 and NIV, many will be purified, made spotless, and refined. But the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. Say, I'm wise. A wicked conscience is sin consciousness. Hebrews 11, 1-3 in the NLT. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in old days earn a good reputation. 
By faith, we understand. Everybody repeat that. By faith, we understand. See? That the entire universe was formed at God's command. And we now see anything that can be seen. Romans 10, 17 to 19 in the Christian Standard Bible. You might not have that, so let me read it to you. So faith comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes from the message about Christ. But I asked, did they not hear? Yes, they did. Their voice had gone out of the whole earth and their words to the ends of the world. But I asked, did Israel not understand? And Moses said, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation of of lack of understanding. That's heavy because the Jews lost their salvation because they didn't understand and he gave it to us, the Gentiles. This message was for the Jews, but they didn't understand. So they didn't accept it. And we gained it. Thank you, Jesus. Man, hallelujah. Are you understanding? Second Timothy 2, 15 to 23 in the Amplified. Second chapter Second Timothy chapter two fifteen. Can you put it up there in the amplified? Study, the first word. Study and be eager and do your utmost present yourself to God. That's for you. Say study. Okay, and be eager to do your utmost present yourself present yourself to God. Approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed correctly and analyzing, accurately dividing, the rightly handling the uh, skillful teachings of the word of the truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Timothy 16, 2.16. We're going to go to 23. But avoid all empty. This is for you. If you understand, then you're going to do exactly what he tells you. He told you to avoid what? All empty, vain, useless idea talk, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. If it is not about God, tell them to be quiet. If you're going to go with friends or whatever, they're going to come up with some story, tell her, hey, I don't want to hear it. Avoid all that. 17. And their teaching will devour it, will eat his way of cancer, like... The way like cancer and spread like gangrene. So it is, oh, my God. See, get away from them. <laughs> 18. Who have missed the mark and swerved from the truth of arguing that resurrection has already taken place? They are undermining some of the faith. So the loss, get away from the loss. Stay away from the loss. If they're not going to hear you, you don't want to hear them. But the, but the firm foundation laid by God stands sure and unshaken, bearing this and, and, and it's, oh, hallelujah, inscription, the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up inequity and stand from it. Are you hearing me? I got more, but you know, I need to call Gabriel. I don't know. He tells me because Gabriel was hiding drugs on his socks. Come up here, Gabriel, and because because he changed because because he was he he was mentally out. There was a time when he was on the street. He didn't know who he was. But Gabriel came and sit here and wasn't here for he was here, but he wasn't here. I can tell you that. And then his mind cleared up, and, and then he, he had already left his wife, and then they got back together. They're both here, and, and he's, he, he's on fire for the Lord. He's our man. He actually leads our men fellowship now, and we're going to go eat uh, Mexican food this weekend. Man, y'all are invited. Tequila patio. Woo. No, te- no, no, forget that. Okay, just tell them about where Were you? Are you mentally out? Yeah, uh, man. I give Jesus all, all the glory, man, because, uh, you know, man, like, like Pastor said, uh, I was 
I was out there, man. I was lost. You know what I mean? I mean, I was all, I mean, living that lifestyle. You know how you grew up living that lifestyle of, you know, joining gangs and, and, and into drugs and all that. To me, I thought that was normal. You know what I mean? Like, man, this is the life we're going to live, right? You know what I mean? We seen like older, like we grew up with older cats that did drugs. You know what I mean? So like, so I was like, like, like you just follow, like man, you know what I'm gonna do it too. You know what I mean? And you and you think that that's it's normal. You know what I mean? It's a lifestyle, and that, that's all, and and you think um, that we put that's how we supposed to live, right? You know what I mean? And when I came here, I was lost, right? You know what I mean? I was li I was living, I was like. Living a motel to motel, you know what I mean? And then uh, I was staying at my mom's house. My mom kicked me out, you know what I mean? Then I was living at a trap house where people coming in and out, you know what I mean? And uh, I mean, I did a lot of drugs. I ain't gonna lie, you know what I mean? I did a lot of drugs, but the one drug that got to me was, uh, you know what I mean, crystal meth. That's what, what that's what got a hold of me, you know what I mean? When I say it got a hold of me, it got a hold of me big time where I ended up selling everything, my shoes. My clothes, everything, man, just to get a hit. You know what I'm saying? And and it, it, I lost it. You know what I mean? Then I, then I see my wife with, with another guy. You know what I mean? How you make? How, how you feel? You see a, a your wife with another man. You know what I mean? It makes you uh go crazy. But it, I didn't show that. You know what I mean? I didn't show it. You know what I mean? I like whatever. You know what I mean? That was the flesh though. Like whatever. You know what I'm saying? But inside. Man, hold up, you know what I mean? Like, hold up. Hey, but but what, what you do, you know what I'm saying? You call up your boys, hey, man, I need about six handlebars, you know what I mean? Give me six of those, six Xanax, six uh, Vicodin, whatever, you know what I mean? Because you want you want to you wanna, uh, you wanna numb that pain, you know what I mean? That pain gone, right? It go, but it come back the next day, you know what I mean? Then what you do? You go back like a cycle, you know what I mean? Hit, go, call up your boys. I ain't gonna lie, every Friday, before Friday morning, I was I was plan my day. I mean, I was plan my day. You know what I'm gonna do this? I'm gonna call up my boy, we're gonna go chill, we're gonna go get high, we're gonna get turned up, you know what I mean? And and, and, and by the end of uh when I get off work, it happens, you know what I mean? I, I, they already planned. I already I call up and it's crazy because back then I used to get text messages every day. I mean, I re up, man, I got that good. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, hey, hey. Oh, I got them, I got them candies on deck, you know what I mean? Oh, I got this, I got that. But now I get text messages of, of scriptures, you know what I mean? Come on. You know what I'm talking about? See, now I turn it around. Now I get I get text messages of scriptures and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fire emojis and fire this, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but God's good, man. And like back, like Pastor Jay said, I didn't understand none of this, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? Like I said, man, just keep on coming. Come uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for a whole year. And I took that challenge. You know what I mean? I took it. I'm like, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it out. And I, and I was coming, but me and my wife were still separated. You know what I mean? And I remember when I was locked up, I wrote a letter like, God, if you stole my marriage, man, and you take everything out of me, all this addiction, you know what I mean? I'll serve you. I'll serve you. You know, I still got that letter. I serve you, man, you know, and uh, when, I, when I got out, I went back to the streets. You know what I mean? I forgot what I wrote. You know what I mean? I was in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And then I started coming to church, and then uh, one, it was like 3, 4 in the morning, man. I looked at my phone, had a missed call, and had, uh, had my wife as a baby mama. And I'm like, oh, she called, why she come at this time? Hey, I, I, I ain't lying. I'm like, why she come at this time? You know what I mean? It was like 3, 4 in the morning. I had a little two. I was with my little brother, some, uh, some other guy. We, I ain't going to lie. We, we were getting high. You know what I'm saying? Rocking that boat, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, <laughs> hey, hey. But then, then uh, for some reason, I called her, right? And then uh, I, had, I, I told my little brother, man, go drop me off at my, uh, my baby mama's house. So he took me over there. And ever since then, and that, that Friday, I went over there that Saturday, uh, was it Saturday morning. And then from there, no, it was a Friday. I can't remember what day. What day. Hey, but that's when, I had, that's when I had that dollar bill with that dope in my socks. You know what I'm saying? I went over there. While I was over there, I ain't going to lie, I wasn't high for some reason. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't like, when I was over there, I, had, I didn't have the urge to do it. Because you know how you get that, you know what I'm saying? You get that, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> hey, but no me. And then, then I came to church. When I came to church, we came together. No me. And then when I was up here, that's when the Lord showed me. Say, hey, you remember what you asked? What was that? What you... So I had to dope my socks right in that life. See, that's when I had, to, I had to make a choice. So I make the choice. He said, what you going to do now? That's why I heard you. Like, he's talking to me. Like, what you going to do now, Gabriel? What you going to choose? You going to choose the family, the kids? Or you're going to choose the other route, the dope and live in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I say, you know what? I chose the family. And, that, and that's when I, I ain't had to go no rehab or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I, it's just cold turkey. Cold turkey, you know what I mean? So I gave, I gave all that up. That's why when I, gave, when I truly gave my life to the Lord, it was 2016 on New Year's Eve. You know what I'm saying? Because... When I, when I left the dope, you know what I'm saying, I didn't really, like, committed my life because I was still smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? I thought weed was cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't think I, it wasn't going to hurt nothing. But I remember I was driving on 45 one day, go, going to golf bank, picking up my check, and I was smoking, smoking a little brittle. And I was jamming a worship song. And I was just smoking, right, just by myself. I was by myself, and ain't, ain't, no, ain't no lie, man, ain't no lie. By myself, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden I felt the, the Holy Ghost hit me. And when I say hit me, man, I started crying. All of a sudden, I, I just started crying out of nowhere. But I, I was tripping out, man. Why I'm crying, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I knew, I knew what I, I knew what I had to do. I had to let that, had to let that go. You know what I'm saying? So I looked at it, man. Like, man, all right, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know what? I'm gonna let it go. So I chunked it out the window. You know what I'm saying? That was it. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because when I first started coming here and, and, and uh, on that New Year's Eve, I got invited to your house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know what I mean? And then that's when I that's when I was truly like surrender. Like, you know what? I gave it all. You know what? I don't I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want nothing to do with none of all this no more. You know what I mean? So you know what? That's when I fully committed, gave my life to Jesus Christ. And to this day, I'm being clean, man. Seven years. You know what I'm saying? Seven years. And I give it all to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Man, I got the Holy Ghost. Listen. Listen, everybody, just uh, close your eyes and bow your heads and listen to me. If there's anyone sitting here tonight, they have not really committed. Maybe you, maybe you said the words the salvation or somebody called you and you agreed, but you really didn't commit like what he's saying. You, it, didn't, it really didn't come inside of you. Tonight, the Holy Spirit is here. Tonight, you, you receive Jesus Christ once and for all. He comes to live inside of you, cleans you up, sets you free, forgives your sin. Know exactly where you're heading. Starts directing you. Receive the Holy Spirit, and he's your teacher, and he's your comforter, and he will live in you. Tonight is your night, you know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.